Welcome to the Editor's Note Comics Podcast. I think that this world, it needs men that are willing to make the hard call. Central Maine's best comics podcast, by default. Ain't no thing like me, except me. Here are your hosts, Zach and Jared. Matt's coming. No. When do we start? Hey, welcome back. Yes, thank you for welcoming back after my week off. Oh, you meant oh, to yeah. the listener, not just to me specifically. I forgot you were gone last week. I was gone last week. You missed all the HBO talk. Oh, well. Shucks. It's okay. There's more of it. Oh, excellent. I can't wait. <laughs> no. <laughs> you excite me and throw me with your promises of HBO talk. Yeah. Of um, interesting market strategies that don't, uh, Im- they don't impress uh, uh, stockholders much. That don't impress me much. Remember that country song? Yeah. That yeah. was the thing. Yeah. I I didn't I didn't impress anybody with that at all. <laughs> I didn't impress myself. Uh, what do we got going on today? Well, we got uh, we do every single week the news of the week. Mm, yes, this week's top stories plucked. Yes, you gatekeep that very well. I don't think it's gatekeeping. I'm oh, it's one hundred percent gatekeeping. You are one hundred percent a gatekeeper because I, due to time constraints, don't want to talk about every single small thing that happened. Exactly, but it's still gatekeeping because you're selecting the stories that get through the filter. It's one hundred percent gatekeeping. It's media 101. Now, why would the Democrats do that? Oh, <laughs> I see what you did there, you crafty minx. <laughs> you funny fox. No. Beyond the news, we got weird comics facts. I guess this one's a movie fact. Weird movie facts. Oh, okay, excellent. Is it about the topic of the week? Yeah. Oh, right. It's a good one. Sports reports. Talk of the new Prey movie. It's weird how there's a successful movie streaming on Hulu that had a smaller budget, and it was successful. Yeah. Can't... Seems like a viable method, but hey, what do I know? You don't know much. And your questions. You are up on the HBO stuff, right? No, uh, absolutely not. Oh, my God. Okay. I've got to backtrack that slightly. All right, so we're going to go from there straight into the news. Before we get started, does anyone want to get out? It's time for the news. Because apparently I have to backtrack for some people. I'm sorry I didn't listen last week. HBO Max canceled Batgirl. I see, I did see that, yes. Yeah, uh, with the idea that uh, it's a tax write-off. That, that's, is that how that works? That That's it, which also means it can never be released. It's not going to be like a thing like, oh, we could do it down the line. Like, it's just a straight tax write-off. It was pretty much completed, too, wasn't it? It was in post-production. Yeah. But if they ever wanted to release it, they would have to pay all that tax money back. Ah. So it's not happening. No. <laughs> it's just going to be a write-off for a $90 million movie. It must have been really bad. They must not have believed in it at all. No. Well, we'll get into that because okay. after Warner Brothers merged with the Discovery now with being like Warner Discovery or whatever, or Warner Brothers Discovery, whatever they're called now, the new guy who's in charge, David Zaslav, hope I'm pronouncing the name right. As you um, have want to do. Well, uh, shortly after the Batgirl cancellation last week, he met with investors. There was an investors meeting where... I guess that's what meeting with investors is. Yes, an investors meeting is a meeting. meeting. Yes. But he met with them and he put out this whole thing. It's like um, DC movies are going to be theatrical and they should only be something big. And we're also not going to release content that we don't feel is like 100% quality. Because, you know, they're a movie studio that's always put out good material no matter what every time. Expect nothing but masterpieces from Warner Brothers from this point on. But isn't $90 million a lot? No. I mean, not for like a it's it's a low budget movie. But. I would argue that if you gave me ninety ninety million dollars, I would say that's a lot of money. I will take it. Yes, thank you. Please, yeah. ninety million dollars is a life altering amount of money. But then he said that uh, much like Kevin Feige over the Marvel side of things, they now have a ten year plan for their DC slate of movies. Didn't they have a ten year plan ten years ago? <laughs> exactly right. They did. Yes. How'd that work out? <laughs> um, mixed mixed bad they also apparently might have cut michael keaton out of the aquaman movie apparently he filmed a scene for that too what yeah just why losing michael keaton all over the place i wonder how much influence like the rock has over this because he's talking a lot about how black adam is going to change the dceu and they're redefining story taking storytelling rather they're listening to the fans yeah that's not happening um but this meeting went so well that uh they're stocked immediately dropped the next day does this mean I'm no longer going to have HBO Max? You're not going to have HBO Max. It's getting merged with Discovery. So is it going to be 
different? Am I still going to have a subscription? Oh, are you asking if you are still going to get? Yeah, am I still on the family plan? <laughs> Probably. Okay. I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it's going to look like when else. Clearly, no one does. But that's. I think they're saying 2023. There's going to be some kind of merger because you know probably the like best and most effective streamer let's mess with that and make it worse and tie it up with discovery does that mean we're gonna get every episode every season of deadliest catch probably all right if you want to captain sig hansen on the northwestern but yeah the uh, stock immediately dropped the next day apparently no one was impressed by this i guess i can't say that they would be mm. but in that same vein meanwhile the greenhorn falls off the boat Speaking of green, uh, the Green Lantern show is still apparently in development. Oh, okay, because they were saying like no more of this like DC like lower side of things. Also, James Gunn says Peacemaker is safe, so that's good. Yeah, thank God, because that's really good. I loved Peacemaker. Yeah, but I mean, who knows what it's going to mean for like Harley Quinn or their other shows like Titans, which this is a show I don't like, so I don't really care about like Doom Patrol and Doom Patrol. A few other odds and ends. I don't know how to editorialize that thing oh. about Titans. I tried it. I tried it for probably longer than I should have. Don't like it. Okay, there you go. Uh, but yeah, uh, apparently Green Lantern is still going to be coming down the pipeline, which I can't imagine a season of Green Lantern would be cheaper than $90 million for a Batgirl movie, considering that's going to be a heavy VX, VFX show. Yeah, massively. There's also a report out that uh, one of the reasons that Batgirl was canceled was um, it's like low to middling test screenings, which also apparently are the exact same level of test screenings Black Adam got. Not good. Not good news. Yeah, no. It, Black it, Adam is not, I mean, I love friend of the show Dwayne Johnson, but Black Adam is just not, not pulling up my heartstrings yet. Well, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens with the Flash movie because uh, super villain Ezra Miller is at it again. Oh boy, what are you doing now? He was arrested. Uh, well, yeah, but for what? In Vermont. Oh, shit, he's getting closer. <laughs> I know. He's getting closer. I thought I escaped him in Hawaii, but no, now he's... he's on the East Coast yeah. now. His... That's him at the door, shit. <laughs> His reign of terror. Their reign of terror continues. Sorry. What would you do if Ezra Miller knocked on the door right now and said, I demand to be on your podcast? Would you let him on? Would we? No, he, he wouldn't be allowed in the house. What if we took the stuff outside? No. It'd be Ezra oh, Miller. Um, Paul, I'm... It'd be Sorry. a scoop. It'd be like, tell your side of the story, you criminal. Well, let me uh, let me just preemptively apologize. I'm not meaning to misgender. It's yes. un- unintentional. Yes, I understand that. Well, I know, but I, w- I want to catch myself. I'm proud of you. When appropriate. No better, do better. They were arrested for breaking into a residence and stealing alcohol. What are they, teenager? Yeah, I mean, should have some money, you'd think. Yeah. <laughs> and not a reason to just break into someone's home in Vermont and steal their booze. A random Vermont house. Well, I just... I don't think it was. Ra- I'm sure it wasn't random, but yeah. Like driving along, that house looks like it has a nice liquor cabinet. How the hell are they going to market this movie? Even if Ezra Miller isn't on the press tour, what is everyone going to ask about? Oh yeah, like this. Th- like, I know they're saying like all DC movies need to go to the theaters at this point. I'm like, just dump it on HBO Max, cut your losses, or like, or this could have been your bigger tax write off. Yeah, cause that was like 290 mil, I think. Yeah, but I'm just looking forward to the fact that we will get Michael Keaton as Batman. Maybe. He keeps on getting cut from everything. That's true. No Batgirl, no scene in Aquaman. Who, who the hell knows what's happening I with the know. Flash movie? Ugh. <laughs> like, yeah, when I saw it, it's like Ezra Miller arrested him. Like, for what? For things he did before? For things they did before? Yeah. Oh, no. Something new. Ah. <laughs> I got to get one of those pop sockets and put it on the back so you can't, like, slap it. Yeah. I mean, you can still slap it. It's just not going to go anywhere. Get a little wrist strapped for mm, it. True. Like like you would get it for your glasses so they don't fall off. Or like your Wiimote. Ooh, there we go. Just like attach a Wiimote strap to that. Yeah. That's good. To I, your phone so I stop slapping it. Well, no, you would still slap it, but it wouldn't go very far. <laughs> what I love in the audio is like, you can't always hear it, but I always think it's hilarious when you just hear this very quiet in the background, just like, <laughs> it just makes me laugh every what time. What if it was on like a retractable string? Like, you know, like you used to get for a ski pass where you'd like pull it out and it would retract like it was like a yo-yo. Or if you have a hatchet. Well, yeah, good point. Yeah, very good point. Hatchet on a rope. That's smart. It's like a leash for your hatchet. It is. You can retrieve it quickly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, Ezra Miller added again. It's, I mean, there's got to be something going on there. This is like a weird train wreck to watch, but. Clearly needs help. Yeah, this movie is going to, when this. Story outside the movie is bigger than the movie. You've got problems. Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, here's a terrible idea. Oh, boy. Did you ever, you know, I don't have anything to enter the, go into this with. Live action Pac-Man. Well, um, well didn't, didn't we get that with um, Pixels? 
there was a live as a Pac-Man going around. Somebody gonna be like in a Pac-Man costume. <laughs> I want to see it be like that Pac-Man that has like arms and legs and a face, obviously. But like it's it's 2022. No one cares about Pac-Man. He's just I uh, think Die Hard with a Vengeance. Like I want him to be Bruce Willis in that movie, just like hung over in an alley smoking cigarettes. That's a, Die Hard with a Vengeance is good. I like Die Hard I, with a Vengeance. I wasn't saying it wasn't good, but no. I, I want him to see have him be like Bruce Willis in that movie. Is he gonna? Would would Pac-Man wear a sandwich board sign in the middle of Harlem? I'm having a bad day. I think he's going to have to put on pants, for starters. He might. But it's like uh, one of the writers of the Sonic movies, which I guess are okay. But there's... We don't need a live-action Pac-Man. It's like, it's a a very low on the list of things. It's like, do I need a live-action Dig Dug? No, not really. No, you don't need a a live-action Galaga. (laughs) At least there's... Space space. fights. Yeah. Yeah. Dig Dug. That's a good pull. It's a very good pull. Of things that I wouldn't want to see. But yeah, I, yeah, I can't imagine this being any good. Live action Pong? They didn't want any of that? I mean, there's as much story in Pong as there is in Pac-Man. It's, it's probably probably more. It writes itself every time. <laughs> Sometimes he has to go eat a cherry. A live action Brickles? He has to eat... Whatever. Live action Tetris doesn't want to get involved here? I mean, Christ, there was that live action Battleship movie a few years ago. That was... It had Liam Neeson in it, too. In Rihanna. Was it was it Channing Tatum who was in that? No. Josh Hartnett? No. He looks like them, though. It's Tyler something. Oh, okay. So discount version. He, he had like a year where he had like three big movies. It was like, is this the next big star? And the answer was no. Oh, well. He tried. He did. He, was he made it further than you and I did. Yeah, he had a solid 18 months. That's, you know, the show's been going on five years. I think maybe we're doing a little bit better. <laughs> Not financially by any means, but. I don't know. Maybe he blew it all on smack. Maybe Ezra Miller broke into his house and stole his smack. <laughs> Could be. Uh, weird news. Apparently, Amazon, for their uh, Rings of Power TV series, contacted Peter Jackson. And they're like, hey, uh, we'd like to collaborate with you on this. Like, not being, it's not clear what it was they were talking to him about. He goes, well, I, well, I need to see a script. That was my New Zealand. Oh. I'm sure you could tell. It was, Fla- it was Flawless. Flawless. Even going to be involved, I need to see a script. I think that the only flaw in it was that you tried. <laughs> and they said, okay, we'll send him on over. And then he never heard from them again. Really? Straight up ghosted him. Oh, like, that's why they're making a live action Pac-Man to kill the ghosts. Yeah. But then he also added, it was like, you know, I'll still be watching. I don't have any ill will. That's more, it sounds more like Taika with TD. Actually, it smells, sounds like a really shitty version of Korg than it does... He's from New Zealand. I know Taika Waititi is from New Zealand, but it does not sound anything like Peter Jackson. Can't help you. It's like you want to be a French New Zealander. <laughs> you don't know where I'm from. <laughs> I'm a mysterious Kiwi. You are from from the insane asylum. But then Amazon put out this whole thing. They're like, oh, you know, we want our show to be distinct and different from Peter Jackson's version, although we respect his version of Lord of the Rings. Uh, and we're very glad he'll be watching. I think what happened is they saw the Lord of the Rings movies, went, great, let's get that guy. And then they said, wait, there's more. And they watched the Hobbit movies and they said, never mind. But there's a lot of stylistic pieces like the architecture and... Yeah, I mean, there's it's weird because they say they want to be different, but they dropped a Balrog in that last trailer and it looks exactly the same. Yes. Like, it does look stylistically very similar. They, they have the same composer working on the show as the movies. Like, they're not trying that hard to be different. No, not even close to trying that hard. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, clearly, I'm going to watch the show, but it was just, it's odd. I, I get reaching out to him, and especially after how just, and I don't blame him. I blame him very little for uh, the failure of the Hobbit movies. That was, um, speaking of Warner Brothers, just complete greed and glut. Oh, yeah. They tried to take what would have been two movies at most and turn it into three you probably could have done it in one yeah there's there's a lot of uh hubris in that from the studio that i I don't really blame peter jackson for no yeah got ghosted by amazon bezos strikes again they also they also are making a deal to buy roomba the little vacuum cleaner yep okay there you go just just sharing we have an irobot okay so you're not gonna be part of the no the, the hive collective uh me and the dog both hate it at the end of the day, though, it doesn't matter what you do think. There's only one opinion in this house that matters. I don't know. I'm going to kick it down the stairs one day. Like, oops, it didn't sense them, I guess. You just have an ongoing feud with your your robot yeah. vacuum. Yeah, I don't like it. Why don't you like it? It seems it just seems to follow me around and won't leave me alone. Maybe you're maybe you're like Pigpen in the in the <laughs> yeah. Peanuts and you're just leaving there a trail of filth behind you. That could be it. A little bit of comics news. It senses how dirty you are. Greg Pak is returning to Hulk storytelling, not just any Hulk storytelling. He's going back to Sakaar, baby. 
in a five-issue limited series, Hulk Worldbreaker. Following up on the Planet Hulk stuff from like way back at like 2007-ish. Hulk, Hulk breaks a lot of things. Yeah, this is going to be a thousand years in the future. I don't know if they transport current day Hulk into the future or what the hell, but yeah, Hulk's going to the future. A thousand years. Apparently he's going to fight some cultists, some Armageddon cultists. Oh, okay. And maybe someone green-skinned has summoned him. I don't know. He already had a kid there once, so probably no more kids. Yeah, probably not. I read that book because he only had sex with the one lady. Well, that's how I know how many kids he had. Unless they're retroactively like, hey, you know, he had a side piece. Yeah, his his Hulk D was out. Hulk Ding. Whatever, I'm excited about that. I, I like Greg Pak as a writer. I uh, really enjoy like the Planet Hulk World War Hulk storyline. So yeah, great, bring it back. It's, it also doesn't feel, what I like about this is it doesn't feel opportunistic. Like if this had happened like right when like Thor Ragnarok was coming out, because Marvel does that a lot, the comics anyway, they react to the movies like, oh, Civil War's coming out. Let's put out Civil War 2, a terrible piece of garbage. Was it the subtitle of it? Uh, it should have been. It was oh, okay. real bad. So not good. Is what you're saying. But and then they'll react to stuff like silly things like, oh, we saw that um Shatterstar was in the Deadpool 2 trailer. Let's do a limited series. Oops, he was just in there for 30 seconds as a gag, and now we've committed to a five-issue series. Yeah, I wish we knew more about that. Womp, womp. Yeah. So but the fact that this is you know, we're a number of years separated from seeing that storyline in the in the movies makes me feel like good. Like, okay, like it makes it feel more intentional and less cash grabby. Yeah, I can see that. Although if you are taking like one of the most popular Hulk storylines of all time and going, let's run it back, I you know, we'll see. But I got all the faith in the world in it. And that's it. That's the news. Wow, that's a lean week. We're also recording this a day earlier. Uh, that's fair enough. I'm sure that the amount of stuff that's gonna happen in the next twenty four hours would not have extended the news segment any longer. Something huge will happen. Probably. <laughs> Just you wait. <sighs> All right. Going to move on from there to Weird Comics Facts. Yeah, we don't have any screaming at stream. And this is like kind of the doldrums of the show, like Midsummer Blues. Well, She-Hulk's starting up pretty soon. Oh, That's I true. should add that. She-Hulk changed its release date. Oh, okay. So we're going to keep counting this on news. I haven't played the theme yet. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, She-Hulk is moving from Wednesdays to Thursdays. Mm-hmm. Does that mean the show is moving from Wednesdays to Thursdays? No. Okay. For faith, we might move back to Tuesdays. I'd be okay with that, actually. I'm ready to move back to Tuesdays. Then that might be what we do. Because um, after, after um, actually, Golf League doesn't impact this. I'd be over here in time. Miss Marvel was the lowest rated Disney Plus of all the Marvel shows that have come out so far. And a theory going around to that is Marvel is literally competing with themselves, releasing Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel on the same day. Yeah, I would say that probably... So they they were literally competing with themselves for like their own time slot. So now it's going to be separated. So Star Wars will be released on Wednesday stuff, and Marvel stuff will be Thursdays. Makes sense. Yeah. So just literally, just not you know biting your own hand off. Mm, true. Or your own leg off if you're a beaver. Ooh, that was in the movie. I know. That's why I went. <laughs> okay. Ooh. But so yeah, uh, she Hulk. <sighs> she Hulk pulled the thing out of his leg stump. <laughs> do you do you have medicine? I'll give you this gun if you pull this thing out of my fucking leg stump. But yeah, She-Hulk moving to Thursdays. All right, from there, we're going to move on to weird movie facts. Here are some weird comic facts. Prepare accordingly. I'm going to make some weird shit. It's pretty freaky, but it's safe. I don't know why I have to look at this. I didn't. No, I don't. Me. I don't know why I had to pick up. I know what oh. it is. I didn't stomach some of that violence very well in that movie. Interesting. We have very different opinions of this. We'll talk about it shortly. So, The Predator, 1987. Dylan, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Hell of a movie. Lots of fun. Oh, God. So much fun. This is something. Uh, I, this is not an original thought from me. So, I will not claim it as such. It was. It might have been a podcast. I don't remember. But I, I definitely read a thing where some someone was like, imagine you're seeing Predator. And they don't have that opening shot of the spaceship, and you, so you have no idea it's a sci-fi movie going into it. That's a great fucking idea. Yes. So they really should have cut that first shot. That changes the movie completely. Yeah. If, like if you didn't know that going in, if you just thought it was like this weird, like I don't know, group of mercenaries. Yeah. In the jungle, then all of a sudden <laughs> there's a fucking alien coming <laughs> yeah. after them, and your arm is spinning around wildly because it's been shot off, still pulling the trigger somehow. <sighs> I ain't got time to bleed. Jesse Ventura is probably the most delightful part about that movie. I don't know. Carl Weathers. Carl uh, Weathers is he, pretty good, too. He's pretty too. charming. He, he always is. This stuff but, will make you a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. Whatever. But, uh, my weird comics fact <laughs> isn't that um, I like Carl Weathers. Instead. <laughs> God, there's so many. There's some unquotable lines in that movie that don't hold up, but 
Yeah, that happens. Yep, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, originally, the Predator had a very different design. It was being filmed in a big red suit. You can find images of it on the old Googs, or if you want to give it a bing. Oh, oh a bing? Yeah. Wow. You're one ugly motherfucker. But you can find uh, like the original red suit that was going to be uh, like digitally altered, but the person inside the suit was Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. Shut up. Yeah, 100%. You can find photos of this. But um, the predator doing some fucking roundhouse kicks. Well, that's the thing. He was originally going to have a lot more mobility and be jumping around and stuff, but the suit was cumbersome and like Van Dam couldn't even really move in it. And he was uh, supposedly kind of like difficult to deal with. It was doing a lot of bitching in there, and then eventually up getting fired, and the whole suit was redesigned. I like that. I kind of. I mean, sorry, Jean Claude, but this is better this way. <laughs> it, it's much better if you see the original design. Like, ooh, yeah, they made a big upgrade. Yeah. God, the predator. We ever did we ever go, we have never gone over the predator drinking game rules on the show. That was just whenever something awesome happens. No, no, no. There was multiple rules to that. Like whenever there was an iconic '80s moment, so anything that seems iconic. Anytime somebody died a ridiculous death. Anytime something awesome happened. Anytime it went to Predator Vision. So the, like the last part of that movie where it's Predator Vision, like every other scene, you're getting wasted. There's no there's no safety in the Predator drinking game. Yeah, that's my. Uh, weird- if it bleeds, we can kill it. My weird movie fact, Jean-Claude Van Damme was the original Predator. What's your favorite line from the original Predator? I mean, if it uh, bleeds, we can kill it is kind of awesome, but yeah. I, I do like the, the sillier ones of like, you know, um, I ain't got time to bleed. Yeah. Stick around. Stick around is a good one. <laughs> He's dug in deeper than an Alabama tick. <laughs> yeah. I ain't got time to bleed. That's such a great movie. That movie on its own, if it just ended after they destroyed that jungle of guerrilla warriors, would have been amazing. They destroy that place. Just open, yeah, openly firing just automatic weapons. <laughs> when he puts the leaves. Jeep in gear and just has it drive into that tent. He's like, oh, no. Best line in the movie when Jesse Ventura goes, what the fuck? <laughs> so funny. That's more on the delivery than the actual yeah, line. Yeah, exactly. The line, but just, that, I think, that was after the Jeep that was they were using it to generate electricity. I think that's when he went, what the fuck? Such a good movie. Or that famous line. Oh, yeah, that. Get to the chopper. Yeah, I know, I know. All right, uh, so we're going to move on from there. So, mm. From the Predator. Uh, wait. So from the splits of Jean-Claude Van Damme to Serena Williams splitting from tennis in the future at some point. It's time for Jared Sports Reports. He's running down the middle by the 50. He's at the 30. Bear tested. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. Oh, and they tackle him at the 40-yard line. It's time for another Jared Sports Report. Yeah, you want to talk about the most vague announcement in the history of retirement announcements. Yeah, I'm going to start winding down my tennis career soon. Serena Williams, greatest female, greatest tennis player of all time, period. Yeah. Not not female, male, just greatest tennis player of all time. The longevity is insane. Yes. The elite level. Unbelievable. Since the 90s. Yeah, I know. Has any athlete been more dominant for longer outside of her? Maybe Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady's career started in 1990. He was drafted in 99, so spans three different decades. I mean, Serena Williams is, I mean, do you think about the individualness, but also her doubles career with her sister, Venus. Like, crazy, 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 crazy. Yep, so there you go. Serena Williams announcing this week that her tennis, she's envisioning her tennis career winding down soon. Of course, Tiger Woods also said he envisioned his golf career winding down soon. He still keeps trying to recover and play. Did he become a billionaire? I no, I saw that I mean, story that he was a billionaire. Yeah, he's now. probably he's well. Yeah, he was offered. Well, the Live Golf Tour offered him close to nine hundred million dollars. Nine hundred. Yeah, I think it was nine hundred million. I think it was the number I saw to join that tour. This is the is that the sketchy one? That's the Saudi Golf League. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of um, fighting between them and the PGA right now. Lawsuits forming, et cetera, et cetera. It's very messy. Very messy. Uh, let's see other interesting sports reports. Oh, if you're a Boston Red Sox fan and you like Chris Sale and you really like that contract extension, well, you're foolish. I think I saw he's only pitched since that since that contract extension. He's pitched less than 100 innings in like two and a half years. He's been fighting injury all year long. Dude fell off his bike over the weekend, broke his wrist on his pitching hand, needed surgery, will not play again this season. Are there photos of this out there? I, what I was seeing floating on Twitter made me believe that they were photos, but I'm like, I am not hunting these out uh, if, if I they exist. I haven't really dug in deeper, but guy fell off a bike, broke his wrist. What are you going to do? A lot of people are calling it one of the worst contract extensions in the history of Boston sports because he's just been injured the whole time. So 
The Red Sox just continue to flounder in mediocrity, yet somehow are still in contention for a wild card spot. Patrice Bergeron re-signed with the Bruins, which is good news for the Bruins as they try and uh, reload and try and get back after it. And the New England Patriots, they open up their preseason schedule with their first preseason game. Is that tonight? Mm, no. you think I would know. Hold on. It's this week. I know that. Stand by. This is important news for me. It might be next Tuesday. Yeah, they play the Giants on the 11th. So this Thursday, rather. Uh, they open up with the New York Giants in their preseason schedule. They have the Giants, the Panthers, and the Raiders to those games at home, the first two games at home. And then they travel out west to play the Raiders to wrap up their preseason. The uh, training camp's going really well for the defense, not so much for the offense until today. There was a sideline clearing brawl after David Andrews and Christian Barrymore got into a fist fight on the ground. Players had to be pulled off. Barrymore got ejected from practice, as did Andrews. They both had to run the conditioning hill. The offense has been struggling a little bit. There's still some kind of mystery as to who's calling the offense. Is it Joe Judge? Is it Matt Patricia? How much has Bill Belichick involved with that? The defense looking spectacular so far in training camp. Uh, we'll get your full Patriots preview at the end of August. Oh, oh joy. Oh, joy. I can't, well, you, I can't wait. I There's a lot of research and figuring I have to do, but the offense was doing really well before the pads went on, and then today the offense kind of turned things on. They started making some better holes for running backs, um, and they kind of dominated today. A lot of question marks with this football team still. A lot of it seems to be what the offense is going to be able to do. The defense seems to be up to the task a little bit. I'm still curious about their speed in the second and third levels, but uh, we'll see. Matt Judon, Christian Barrymore, they're going to be tough to run against. I know that much, but uh, it's a throwing league, so you've got that going on. Uh, Jarrett Stidham doing well for the Raiders in their preseason game. They won the Hall of Fame game, which was last week. Uh, getting the NFL ready to go. So we're only like three or four or four weeks away from opening weekend in the NFL. It's right around the corner. Best time of the year. It's like six months. It's September, October, November, December, January. It's five months in a week. So just about six months. And basketball's like eight months. I know. Including all this stuff in six months. That's fair. That's fair. No, we'll see. Speaking of basketball. Oh, here we go. Uh, it's all Brooklyn Nets talk today, baby. Okay. One weird thing was revealed this week. Hey, you might remember uh, Brooklyn and Boston played a, a four-game series. There was a nice little sweep in there of, of the Celtics sweeping the Nets. Apparently, there is a group chat of the players, and they were like saying, like, hey, Ben Simmons, look, we know it's been a little while. I'm adding that part in. <laughs> I don't know what the actual you, text were. Are but... you privy to the group chat? Do you have access to it? No, but um, apparently he w they asked him if he could play in game four, and then he left the group chat. <laughs> I didn't know you could do that. You can leave group chats, I'm sure. <laughs> but yeah, apparently he just fully left the group chat. Like, was he on like WhatsApp? Things are going well so far with Ben Simmons and his career in Brooklyn, but that just made me laugh. Uh, speaking of the Brooklyn Nets, Kevin Durant uh, had another meeting with management. He reiterated that um, he wants to be traded, and he basically gave ownership an ultimatum. He said, look, I don't trust the direction of this team. Apparently, this was a very like civil meeting. He's like, you either keep me or you get rid of... The GM and the coach, prompting uh, the Brooklyn Nets owner to put out a tweet saying, like... I'm leaving the group chat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's saying, like, I fully support our front office and we'll do what's right for our team. So, uh, I guess uh, KD's still on the chopping block. I mean, the self-requested chopping block. Yeah, he's still. like, here, here, put me up on the... I would like to be moved, please. So, we'll see. But, uh, yeah, uh, Brooklyn is a funny dumpster fire, and I enjoy watching it. Brooklyn, Brooklyn... That's it. That's all I had this all week. Right. That's all I had for sports reports. I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. All right. So we're going to move on from there to the the new movie that's taking Hulu by storm. Hulu? Hulu has live sports. I'm aware. <coughs> but all right. We're going to move on from there to an Ederson Comics review. Movie style. Movie phone. Wow. That's a deep point. That's a deep cut. Movie phone. I'm the best there is at what I do. But what I do best isn't very nice it's time for an editor's note podcast review hey if you didn't see it i'm sure you have because it's been being marketed pretty well prey is out this week the fifth predator movie not counting alien versus predator movies they're terrible and they're their own weird thing yeah seen them both i have not not good they're real boring 
But this is what I was talking about earlier. Like, this movie is getting, like, crazy good reviews. Like, everyone seems to love it. It's doing well. And frankly, I don't understand how streaming revenue works, but this movie is doing really well. So that's why I don't get why, like, also a movie with a lower budget, like, why a Batgirl couldn't work. Well, hmm, that's a great question. Yeah, I don't understand streaming revenue. No, I don't understand it either. Like, how much of the movie do you have to watch for them to get money for it? Or is it just a percentage of the subscriptions that go towards it? I mean, there's an advertisement at the beginning of the movie, anyway. Yeah, there. Yeah, there was a number of ads, but I don't know. But it's not like they were break. Like they weren't like jumping in the middle. Like once you got past those like first couple of ads, yeah, you know, free and clear. Yes. But uh, movie uh, directed by Dan Trachtenberg, who, uh, funny enough, I watched another thing later that day, which happened to also be by him. I just didn't know it. Oh, okay. I started watching The Boys. I'm two episodes in. How is it? I'm enjoying it. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. But I mean, as far as a show that's four seasons old that i'm two episodes into doing all right how how sad are you that there's less than what there's two episodes of better call Saul left there's one left and oh. I, I was busy last night so i didn't get to watch the episode when it was happening and and i need to have uh, a certain device to watch that on so i can't even watch it tonight because my wife's gone and she has that device I'm like, no oh, i'm sorry i know i'm very sad i have to watch it tomorrow instead oh. i guess i'll survive well what are you gonna do with yourself uh, edit this podcast oh there you go <laughs> Can I have a great time editing? And drinking the beer that I didn't drink. It's my beer originally. I That's offer true. you some. I know. I, I'm appreciative of it. I didn't say take half my beer. I'm not. I'm only taking the one. I said, I said, would you like a beer? I did. And thank you. Your hospitality knows no bounds. I appreciate it. It knows the bound of one beer, apparently. Yeah, well. <laughs> but whatever. Uh, Prey. If you haven't seen it, Prey stars Comanche warriors back in the 1700s. Yes. Who, oops, there's an alien that shows up. <laughs> And that's kind of the movie. Yeah, that's the movie. Um, apparently. And some some vicious, mean French fur traders. Yeah. So as we do with every movie, we're going to do non-spoilers, then spoilers. Apparently the movie went to a lot of lengths to um, uh, appropriately cast people of like the correct ascent. And there's also another version of this movie where you can hear it in the Comanche language. Yes. That was re-recorded by all the actors. I, I checked it out. It's not like they recorded like the scene twice. It was... They're just dubbing it. Oh, okay. I, I was gonna say I knew, I saw that. I didn't know if they did like both. I kind of would be interested to watch it in Comanche with the subtitles, like Dances with Wolves. You can do. There is a subtitle one. There's also a non-subtitle one where it's just straight up the language. Isn't like Apocalypto? That was what Apocalypto was. There was no subtitle. I don't I, believe. I saw it once, and I remember not particularly liking it. So I don't have really any memory of Apocalypto. Very violent. So I saw it once when it came out, and that's about my memory of it, that I saw it once when it came out. Movie stars a young woman named Naru. We see that she likes to throw hatchets. She throws hatchets. She wants to be a hunter. Yeah, it's a whole thing of she wants to prove herself to um to her community, and there's a great line of like, saying, like, oh, why do you want to be a hunter? Because you don't think I can. Yeah, and I, I personally enjoy that. Um, I like that mentality. Well, well I mean, I have... I can understand that mentality. Like, if you, if anyone asks me to do something, I'm usually pretty accommodating. I'm like, sure, like, whatever. But if you tell me to do something, I'm like, no, I'm doing the opposite. Yeah. Like a small, petulant child. I will do the opposite of what you tell me. Zach, could I have a beer? No. Well, if you said, can I have it? I'd say, yeah, sure. If you're still like, hey, give me one. I would say, no. You would, you would open it in front of me and chug it. Be like, this is your <laughs> beer. No beer for you. I drink your milkshake up. <laughs> mm, that That's not good for audio. Nope, it's not. It wasn't good for my throat either. <laughs> Uh, but non-spoiler thoughts, you know, big. I mean, you could probably guess the broad strokes. A predator shows up. Does she beat it? I don't know. <laughs> what? Did she get to the chopper in time? Yes. Did she get to the chopper? Get to the, the covered s- wagon in the 1700s. Well, I mean, do you remember in Predator Two, uh, Danny Glover gets on that ship and they yeah. have all those ancient weapons in there? Mm. Like, oh, they toss him like a pistol from like an old pirate ship. Was that the same pistol? No. Oh, sorry. Just thinking out loud. No, I don't think it was. I mean, cool. It'd be a very cool um, Easter egg if it were, but I don't believe it was. <laughs> now watch it be the same pistol. Son of but a whatever. bitch. So we know that the Predators have been coming to Earth for however many hundreds of years. That's already been established in the lore. But we get a new Predator, and I like this design. I like the design. I like that the weapons are not refined. Like They're not the refined Predator weapons that we get later on. I like, he's just he's sleeker. Yeah, he's not and, wearing as much armor. And the head is smaller. He's I like, got a 15-pack. I also like that... Um, 16, because that'd be one side different than the other. I don't know how Predator ab programs work, but this Predator has it. I like that his helmet is the skull of a pre- of a dead Predator. That's awesome. 
so I'm assuming it's like a predator that he killed. That's like the canon that, that I came up with. Like, oh yeah, it must be like a predator that he had to best, and now he, he wears his skull on his face like a badass. That's pretty friggin' metal. That skull comes. That that helmet does come in to be a crucial plot point. Does indeed. So this is something that we apparently disagree on. You keep on bringing it up. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first about the violence? I thought it was there was more. There were a couple of scenes that was like, wow, this predator is violent as fuck. Like, there's just a lot, like, I don't know. I mean, don't get me wrong. Predator movies are meant to be violent. Like, there's supposed to be violence in them. But it was like, it didn't feel like as much as the stylized violence as we kind of got in, like, Predator and Predator 2. Like, it granted, like, arms disintegrate and, like, melt in Predator 1. But, I don't know. It just felt some of it was very, I don't know. I felt there was more unsettling type violence in this. See, I have the exact opposite reaction. I wrote it down. I wrote it down twice in my notes. Oh. Uh, I thought this was, there's sometimes where there's blood, but I feel like a lot of the time they would either cut away from the violence or it'd be like in soft focus in the background or there wouldn't be enough blood for what was going on. Like I, I was watching this movie and it's, I'm not, I'm not like a huge gore person. Like I, I like like eighties like silly gore where you know yes. the blood is as red as paint and <laughs> yeah, see, <laughs> you're, you're looking for the seams. But with like, but this blood was very CG and it always felt like they were trying to cut away to. I guess it's a rated R movie, so it's like I don't know. I don't think they were gonna go above that, but it just felt like the movie to me. It felt like it was constantly trying to either hide or tone down the violence and to be there's a couple shots where it's not toned down it's like oh like we're gonna stab this dude through like the back of the chest or something and yes a few other odd sins but i the even though it was it was, has great violence i for what it is i found it kind of bloodless i think the bloodless part but the number like decapitations dismemberments this movie has a thing with bloody stumps yeah it does a couple of them yeah but things being inserted into the bloody stump yeah or gnawing away at it as the case may be yeah i don't know um, i like the action but i i just i felt like i i felt like it was both in the way it was shot and the way it was edited it was trying to just tone it down a little bit and i'm not sure if that would have come down from like mpaa or studio or just creative decision it just to me felt like for a movie that you partially go for for the violence uh just i think the violence there. comparatively like to the like other predator movies that's a more stylized violence. This was a more visceral violence. Like, doesn't like Predator Two? Like the bottom half of like Gary Busey Jr. gets blown off. Yeah, but that's in a stylized, over the top way. This is more primal. That's the, th- the like the recurring thing I thought about this movie when I watched it is how primal it was. Like I, I didn't dislike well, it's supposed the to movie. Be insurmountable odds. Yeah, but like th- again, this is an original. It was not an original thought, but I was like looking it up afterwards and looking at a couple like different reviews and reactions. And one person brought up a really interesting point that this movie does not fit into a traditional predator formula. Absolutely. It does. Well, as far as the two sides pitted against each other, like if it was, I thought it was a really interesting point. The writer wrote about in the first movie, like that scene where Arnold and Carl and Jesse Ventura and that whole group go into that village and destroy it that the sole purpose of that scene is to show how badass these guys are that nothing can stop them and there was like six like five on one six on one against the predator in the beginning of predator 2 danny glover takes on the gang like just all by himself like it shows like he is like these these are these alpha people and then they struggle to beat the predator and now we're given and I'm not saying I don't like it. I think it's a really interesting way to go about taking kind of the misfit, per se, or the person trying to prove themselves, and they kind of become the hero and their ability to take on the predator. I mean, she, well, we'll save that for spoiler part. Like, I, I'm not saying I don't like it, but it felt like it, it's a different trope. This is, like, not the best of the best at what they're doing. This is somebody who, as you said, couldn't even kill an animal on the first hunt that happens in the beginning of the movie i didn't say that but it is a thing that happens yes (laughs) so now we're supposed to expect this person who can't throw a hatchet at an animal or kill an animal i don't know they spend a lot of time showing how good she is at chucking axes it's fair but not enough to be able to kill on the first hunt expect her to take down the apex predator of this part of the galaxy Eh. (laughs) i can't say the spoiler thing that happens like what when you open with yeah that's a that's a pretty good opener that's a very good opener (laughs) I had to pantomime a thing. You did. Anyway, 
Uh, so just talking Predator franchise as a whole, I'm going worst to first. And to be fair, number four isn't that bad. Uh, the Predator, only a couple of years ago, the Shane Black directed one. Yeah. Where they're taking your DNA, and especially if you have autism, because it makes them have, because that's the superpower. I didn't make it sound as dumb as it actually was. No. It was. You did it a um, favor. God, that is, like, that movie is objectively terrible. Not a good movie. Yeah. And I like Shane Black stuff usually, but ooh, not that. No. In- including uh, the first Predator that uh, he-, he was a co writer on, I think, or maybe the main writer. He was at least a writer on it, but whatever. And an actor got blowed up. He was reading a comic. Yeah. Uh, the Predator, terrible. Predator 2, un- uh, not bad. Underrated, I think. But not like a great movie. So you're putting um, Predator 2 as the number four slot? Yeah. And this is where the kind of toss-up comes up. I think I'm going to put Prey as my number three. And Predators, I just have to overemphasize it, Predators is number two. Even though I think Prey is Prey is probably, if we're talking like movie, Prey is probably the, the most competent movie of all these that's been made. But I think there's just a slightly bit of a more fun factor with Predator and Predators. Yeah. Which I don't think, you haven't seen Predators. I have not seen Predators. It's fucking fun. It, what's crazy, I didn't realize, um, I've looked at, like, that thing got, like, awful reviews. And like, what are you talking about? This movie rocks. Just a bunch of people get picked up, dropped off on the Predator homeworld, and they hunt them there. Yeah. And it's awesome. But, um, yeah, for as much, I think Prey is... Pr- uh, definitely a better made movie and more competent and it's definitely really fun like some of that like the violence is really good and there's only really two characters you get to know in this movie yeah which i think might be a weakness like even in the like the first movie or predators like even though like these people are like disposable and like silly archetypes like you can at least like kind of grab onto like their silliness and this there's uh naru her brother and you know some other people who I, I couldn't tell you one thing about any of them, you know? No, I, I don't think you could. The French fur traders who are just there to skin animals and... Yeah. Oh, I got a thought about that. That'll be, like, the first thing I share in spoilers. Mm. But, yeah, so I this movie is great, though. Like, that's just... It's, like, it's the, in my opinion, I think the third... It's probably the best one, but I think the third most enjoyable. I think it sits right in the middle. I think the first Predator is... You can't... It's the Like, that has so much going for it. The nostalgia piece, the crazy action... It's the first time. I think, like you said, though, the as you found, not an original thought, but, man, I agree with it. That movie would be so much different, and I think better, if we didn't see the alien ship at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so I guess on a r- scale of to stream it or not, I would s- stream it. Yeah, absolutely. It's good. I had a really good time. Yeah, if you like the Predator movies, you'll, you'll enjoy it. All right, moving on from there to spoilers. Look out. There's spoilers ahead. I got one big flaw with this movie that really bugged me like the second it happened. Like we established that the Predator is only hunting people that have weapons. Yeah. So, so he kills a bunch of the Comanche people. Naru gets away. She, One of her many escapes in this movie. Oh, yeah. But then the Predator is right there and she finds a bunch of French fur traders all with guns. And then he goes, well, I guess I'm not going to kill these guys. Yeah. Does that not bug you? A little bit. <laughs> The second it happened, I'm like, why? Why did he stop? He's right there. I, I'm, again, it's a juvenile predator. He doesn't know any better. That's just, that when you say juvenile predator, it doesn't sound right. Oh, yeah. Don't don't combine those words. Yeah. Oh, my bad. One avoidable. Yeah. But that's... An immature that, predator. That, to me, was just like a glaring plot hole. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'm killing everyone that has a like a stick and a bow and arrow, but these guys with guns, where we've definitely established, I know what guns are. Yeah. Yeah. Just gonna stop because if I get them, the the movie will be over. So it's a good point. Ignoring them, but that bugged the hell out of me in the moment. I was like, "Why?" The answer is so the movie can keep going. Exactly. Still, <laughs> I was like, "Oh man!" So we can kill them all at once later. I do find it fun with our our protagonist of Naru. Like we established very early in the movie that she's very good at like throwing her, uh, her hatchet, and she even like comes up with a little like hatchet on a string trick where she's yeah. able to just retract it we see her diving around and she's very athletic and my god she how many times does she slide in this movie a ton so much sliding but, oh, it looks bad on the knees can't hurt can't i mean it can hurt it can't feel good no i just i think too like with her too learning that <clears throat> she's got other skills like her ability to be a healer and medicine and so the difference between healer and medicine is what not much <laughs> 
I know this is a silly thing and it happens like in every action movie ever. I think the uh, post credit scene to this movie is uh, she's dead because she takes so much head trauma in this movie. Oh, yeah. She has such a like she has a concussion, mm. a really bad concussion. Oh, uh, without a doubt. She hits her head hard like three different times, keeps on getting knocked out. Well, there isn't really a post credit scene. It was the end of the credits animation. Oh, to be fair, I didn't watch. I didn't know if there was anything. Uh, yes, there was. Oh, okay. Well, I didn't see it. <laughs> but, but I think you're accurate in that she's dead because in the post credits, it's like cave paintings and not one but three predator ships come down on their village. Oh, geez, really? Yeah. <laughs> but also, she got her leg caught in a bear trap. I'm like, hope she has her tetanus shot. Oh, yeah. No, she doesn't. Oh, that'll kill her. So I don't think she's long for this world just based on a massive amount of head trauma and an infection from a bear trap. Yeah. She's, <laughs> so she's dead. I hope she's a good I healer. Guess, um, and she's covered in predator blood. Maybe she's like, what if there's like some sort of communicable immunity to predator disease? Immunity to tetanus. Oh, there you go. That'll stop it. So, she eats some weird herb that takes her on a, a like a, guides her vision. So within this movie, she's um, one of the thing that you have to do apparently is you need to go out into the wilderness, kill some kind of apex predator, and that will prove that you're a hunter. Yes, it makes you like a like a war chief or something. I think is the term they used. Then she finds a very aggressive bear, a f- super aggressive Isn't, bear. Don't you usually hear the opposite of that? Like bears, they just want to be left alone. Yeah, this bear is mad. <laughs> no, this bear's like ah. This bear, it's like the revenant bear. I'm g- I didn't make it all the way through that movie. Oh, the Revenant Bear fucks up Leo's character. Bad. Yeah, I mean, that was early in the movie. I saw uh, that much. I, I was watching it, fell asleep, and then I was like, I'm not really enjoying myself, and then uh, I just didn't finish it. There you go. But he won his, that's where he won his best Oscar. Okay. Still watched half the movie. That's fair. I'm not going back. I like the fight scene where the Predator's invisible beating the shit out of the bear. Yeah, that was that was really cool. Oh, my God. That was such a great reveal. So, yeah. Uh, so she's after this bear the bears then after her then the predator shows up she's like ooh. he's like look at that look at that other predator and he kills the bear and he picks him up over his head oh and he's just... invisible and there's for as much as i was saying this is kind of a bloodless movie all the blood from the bear just rains down on him and like that's how you get the reveal that's that, that was, was a badass oh my god that was so cool. i will i will admit sorry bear you, you you took it on the chin there for us yeah that was awesome <laughs> I will compliment this movie's CG. Yeah. Because there's a second I'm like, how did they get that close-up shot of that bunny? And then I went, oh, you idiot. <laughs> like, yeah, it fooled it, you. It did its job. Because it's a CG bunny. It's very realistic CG bunny that it fooled you. I know. I love, you know, overall, I mean, for as much as this is supposedly is like a smaller budget, it looks really good for what it is. I like a lot of the shots, too. Just the color tone of it and the, yeah. Looks, I really liked it looks the way it was framed, real. the way it was shot. Like comparatively, like um, we're doing Sandman next week, and I'm a couple episodes into that, and I'm just going like, "Oh, this is all on a green screen." Oh, Ver- which I mean, it's like it, it's one of those. It looks beautiful, but you know, very clearly, <laughs> they're all just standing in a room. But this, I mean, it it looked very natural. It looked great. One of my favorite things that this movie did. Um, it did a very good job of not being overly referential to the first movie. I think there were two lines in there. There were um callbacks whatever the one about like oh like it can't see this yeah um oh yeah because the the herb um took away her body heat yeah yeah when you say it out loud it sounds silly (laughs) but but that's what happened yeah but then the other one of um uh, if it bleeds we can kill it yes which to be fair like i didn't overdo it like those are just two things but my god you could see that line coming a million miles away i still went the second like just the way that's how i knew the predator was fucked the way it was teed up where it was like um i don't know if this thing can die or whatever the line was i'm like even though it's a second later in my head i'm like i know what's coming next i can say it with you if it bleeds we can kill it yeah it's again but but it wasn't bad great movie line that is but it's it's not overly referential i like that but i one of my favorite things about this movie is they did a twist on something from the first predator like when she gets into the the mud trap yeah and i'm like okay yeah great the mud's gonna come back later like I've, I've seen this before but they changed it and i liked it so i like that they set me up with the expectation of we're gonna do the arnold thing of like getting your painted with mud mm-hmm. to cut down on the body temperature but no it just ends up being a different trap for the predator in a different way i liked that i liked how she turned the predator's technology on the predator like her figuring out the the targeting triangles and the arrows boy uh that I also, I, 
I like, I mean, clearly I like that she won, but the way that she beat the Predator was everything had to go exactly right. He had to yes. be in that exact spot, that exact time where that shit wasn't going to work. And I don't like the victory of like, there is 0% error for margin of something you could never possibly guess exactly. Do you mean margin for error? Whatever I said. You said error for margin. Yeah, that error for margin. Mar- is that like, is that like, I can't believe it's not butter? Yeah. It's error, error margarine? I'll tell you what, margarine's worse. Some strong margarine takes. Yeah, I guess so. Um, but I do, I love the way the fight starts. And I like the way even the whole fight with the Predator goes. Like, And I like that she does use the technology. I thought she was going to put the mask on. I'm glad she didn't. But I love that she, uh, she's taught how to use a gun from one of the French fur traders. Yeah. And I love that she just like, everyone's like shooting like him and they try shooting him in the face, but his skull predator. Oh yeah. The ricocheted. Just, yeah. It's like, does nothing. So she just gets to sneak up behind him and shoot him at the back. Of the head. That was great. That was amazing. He's like, Oh, I guess you are a threat now. Then she's running around, just chopping him with an ax. That dog. I love that. The dog came in with the assist for the kill. Oh yeah. What a functional, useful beast. And it, and it lived. It survived the whole movie. Oh yeah. Um, I was looking at my dog who's like sitting on the couch with me at the same time. I'm like, you wouldn't do any of this. No, he probably would run away and leave you for dead. <laughs> yeah. He's just there like this amorphous blob on the couch. And I'm watching this other dog run around, do functional things. It's true. Those things are happening. What did you think of, um, I thought it was pretty badass how she like kind of really took the, I, she dominated the predator really in that last fight, like taking limbs off. and. Oh yeah, I, lo- I love seeing a good predator limb gut cut off. The amount of glowy blood. I think they were like, how much glow blood can we use? And they're like, hey, Hulu, can we use a lot of, um, we'd like to use a lot of glow blood. And Hulu's like, how much? And they're like, yes, a lot. I mean, we talked about that a few weeks ago with Thor. Like, it's not blood that matters. It's the color red. Yes. That's why Thor had a bloodbath in the middle of it. Yeah, but it was cold. Or from dusk till dawn. I know that, that was the example I gave before, but that was going to uh, get an NC-17 rating. But then they just changed it all to green for the vampires instead of red. Yeah. And that movie goes nuts. I mean, they... the amount of blood that the Predator spills in this of its own blood. You made me bleed my own blood. <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Didn't think there'd be a dodgeball reference in here tonight. No, mine was The Simpsons. Oh, that's right. There's also, yeah. That was Nelson. That's true. There's multiple. Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. That was um, Dodgeball. 2004 zone. Wow. Way back. Can you believe that, that movie's going to be 20 years old in a couple years? Yeah, that's how the passage of time works. Yeah, I'm aware. Okay, whatever. No, I mean, completely. I mean, I think this one has the most story behind it. Like, a coming of like it's weird that the, they use the predator as kind of a coming of age and finding your place within a community. Before it's just flat out survival of the fittest. This is like a transform like a transformative process that oh, she, she cuts through. his head off afterwards. Yeah, and then just throws it down at the feet of the elders of the what up? Yeah, look what I did. If it bleeds, we could decapitate it clearly, and then smear the blood all over my body. I think that was just a result of the hacking of the head. It possibly could have been, but no, I think. Story-wise, it's the most complete Predator with like a story for a main character. I think it sits in the middle. I think of the five, I think it's number three. <laughs> and you've seen three of them. Yeah. but so, you've... so there's two others you haven't seen. Yeah. But I'm going to take your word that Predators is better than Predator. And I'll take your word that it's better than Predator 2. The, no, no one should ever watch The Predator. What a... What an awful movie. I was honestly shocked this movie. Cause, I mean, The Predator wasn't that long ago. So I w- was so surprised that we got another movie like this in such quick succession after that. Because that, everyone, I, I think everyone hated it. I sure hated it. Yeah. But sometimes weird shit like that happens. It's like how like there was a Jason X came out and was a terrible bomb, even though I enjoy that movie quite a bit. And then like like a year later, there was a Freddy versus Jason. Like, how does that work? Just does. Just you, does. You had a terrible bomb and then immediately like, here's another one. Yep, pretty much. I don't know. That was my go-to example, but it was. All right. There you go. That's that. So I guess at the end of the day, I say watch Jason X. And pray. <laughs> uh, pray is, oh my God, pray is such a better movie than Jason X uh, significantly. Yeah, it's really enjoyable. I like pray quite a bit. So here's a question for you to wrap this all up, because we're talking about streaming and being a streaming movie and a low-budget movie. Do you think that streaming services start to become like, remember Fox Searchlight Pictures? Where those are kind of like the indie break-in, low-budget movies that went to theaters. Do you think that streaming services like Hulu can become a breeding ground for those artists who are looking to make those kind of low-budget indie movies and get their teeth wet into the world of filmmaking? I Much think, like, I mean, you remember Fox Searchlight, right? Well, I mean, they're still around. Yeah, they're but just not called Fox anymore. 
but they're now owned by Disney. But also, uh, Disney owns a controlling share of Hulu. So they for um our I mean, they d- clearly just put some uh, rated R stuff on there, like uh, Logan and Deadpool, onto Disney Plus. But I, Hulu is going to be their dumping ground for the rated R stuff because of our uh, sensitive American ways. But that doesn't answer my question. So I, I think the answer is no. I think uh, I mean, even like Warner Discovery and Disney buying up everyone and Amazon buying up other studios. No, there. It seems like there's more content, but I feel like for yeah, for lower budget people, there are fewer places to go, and also people are willing to take fewer risks. With things that aren't going to be a guaranteed moneymaker. Okay. So, no, I think uh, for small films, uh, it's a worse landscape. All right. Thank you for answering my question. <laughs> with a negative answer. All right. All right. That's that. We're going to move on to letters to the editors. Now for my favorite part of the show. What did I say? Talk to the audience. Oh, God. This is always death. Here's another one of your letters to the editors. If you want to ask us your own questions, hey, you can do that. We'll answer them here. Yes. It's true. Just email us, editorsnotecomics at gmail.com. That's the place to send them. Interesting one this week. Okay. Decided to spring it on you. I thought, should I text him this? And then I thought, no. I think you've thought that a thousand times and you've never texted me once. That's not true. I have. Okay. like, But the percentage is low. It's a large sample <laughs> size and the odds are not in my favor. No, same like when I was gambling the other week. Odds were not in your favor. Nah. Played those James Bond slots. Nothing. Snake eyes. Played a Conan slot machine? Nothing. Did played, you played did, a Hobbit slot machine? I have a question. Nothing. After you played the Conan slot machine and didn't win, did you go, to hell with you, Crumb? No. You should have. That's a missed opportunity. I, I just left. If you do not give me a jackpot, to hell with you. That one kept going for a while, but. The Mystery of Steel. Did it put you on the Tree of Woe? Okay, I'm just doing the question now. Okay. See, that's how I drive the show forward. If Stanley Kubrick were to come back to life, what superhero movie would you like to see him direct? Ooh. Famous auteur Stanley Kubrick, perfectionist Stanley Kubrick, maybe driving Shelley Duvall to tears constantly on the set of The Shining, Stanley Kubrick. Full Metal Jackets, Stanley Kubrick. I think you would have been cool with Doctor Strange. I think you could have done some good stuff with Doctor Strange. I mean, maybe. I could see that potentially. I mean, 2001 gets out there pretty far with its um, visuals, and I don't understand half that movie. No, there's not. There's a, Let's up with the monolith. Why is there a big baby? It's Dave at the end. No, it's not. Dave in the... Yeah, it's him in the end dying in the bed. It's not a big space baby. No, no, not the space baby. The big white room where he's just laying in bed dying. I I know, but then there's a big space baby. Who knows who that is? I don't know what's going on in that movie. I mean, I don't know. I cannot do that, Dave. Hal, open the pod bay doors. um, Yeah, I can see Doctor Strange. She's done some weirdo visuals for as much as this has now been done a couple of times. You could, I mean, do do the Marvel or DC version. I don't care. I think uh, Kubrick doing like like a Suicide Squad or like a Thunderbolts would be good. Just thinking of like Clockwork Orange. Like he's used to um, a ragtag group of unpleasant individuals. Yeah. I mean, they're very unpleasant individuals because they're rapists. But, you know, maybe not in the superhero movie. No. I'm trying to think of what else would be good. Could do a Punisher War movie. Oh. Now I'm just thinking of things that are like close approximations. Do like his like full metal jacket, but it's like Punisher Vietnam movie. That could really work. I could see that. What if he did like a Logan type movie? Like a Wolverine style. That's the eyes wide shut version. Oh Lord. <laughs> Look out. Or I mean there's even stuff like stuff that has like a comedic bend. Like what would be like an approximate for like Doctor Strange love? <sighs> hmm. Uh, I guess, you know, a movie that doesn't exist, but we can also spin kind of off of Doctor Strange, like do an Illuminati movie, kind of in the vein of uh, Doctor Strange Love. But then what's going to be a shining equivalent? Someone going crazy over time who then turns into a murderer or attempted murderer. It's also a haunted house movie. Um... I guess you don't have to include that, but just like someone going crazy over a period of time. Moon Knight. Imagine if he'd done actually, like a Moon Knight movie. That's kind of where I was. Yeah. What I was thinking too. Yeah. Just like I mean, <laughs> I guess this would involve more of a descent into madness. Yeah. Than him just like reconciling with like different versions of himself. But yeah, just have Moon Knight go uh, completely insane. You could do Moon Knight. Absolutely. What if you did a? What if? Okay. How about if he had directed the Joker? Mm. Yeah. I don't want that. I like that answer. No, I don't want that. Uh, you make it a better movie. <laughs> I didn't want the first version oh. of the Joker. You know what? What if he had done Guardians of the Galaxy? Stanley Kubrick's Guardians of the Galaxy. I mean, yeah, the last thing he worked on was AI, so that's not totally out of the realm. No. 
that then Spielberg took over after he died, and I only saw that movie once, and I don't think I liked it very much. Oh, there you go. Old memory, though. So That's I, a tough question. Know. What if he had done like? What if he had done the redo, the Blade Runner sequel? He could have done that. Yeah, totally could have. That's also not what we were talking about. What I would what I would like to see is uh, Jack Kirby did some weird thing. Marvel did a 2001 uh, comic book, but it's to be, I I've never read it, but everything looks completely like unrelated. It has like, introduces like a new character, Machine Man. So it looks like it has basically it's based off the movie, but it looks like it has nothing to do it. I got it. All right, it's gonna it'd be one of two. It'd be Sin City or Watchmen. <laughs> oh yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, Stanley Kubrick's Watchmen. I'd I'd pay. <laughs> Bring him back, the Lord. We need him back. Yeah. Where's Miracle Max? We <laughs> just need a miracle. Yeah, imagine if Stanley Kubrick had done Watchmen. That'd be fun. Yeah, I can see that. There you go. I, I solved the problem. There you go. I, I got the best of the answers today. Weird self-congratulating, but sure. Oh, well, you know. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, if you enjoyed the show, please go to patreon.com slash editors note comics. The dollar a month gets you the show the day we record it. Plus, you get access to cool stuff behind the paywall. What it is, uh, back issue. Buffy back issue bin. That's back there. Uh, some other stuff. Uh, if you've never heard any of that, yeah, it's just, you know, you get access to Zach's secret drawer secret drawer of things. Stay away from my drawers. Uh, I will. <laughs> Ugh. I know what resides in some of those drawers. That's terrifying. Clothes. Really bad clothing choices. Actually, I do enjoy your fancy shirt. Was that a uh, Hawaii purchase? Yeah. Oh, I like that you, again, you've bought an article of clothing for something and you've worn it more than once. Oh, yeah, I'm in the um, Aloha phase shirt of my life right now. Re- really? Do you have multiple Aloha shirts? Oh, yeah, I was wearing one yesterday. Oh, wow. Well, I wasn't here yesterday, so I wouldn't know. No. Uh, <laughs> when I go to work, I just wear, like, a T-shirt and, like, basketball shorts. I look like I'm ready for a game of pickup at any time. Is it is Everyday Casual Friday at your work? Oh, yeah. Oh. But I'm not there. It's all Aloha shirts all the time. Is it is it Casual Friday because you force it to be or is it casual friday because there's no real dress code at your work yeah everyone just everyone's in t- t-shirts as long as no one is naked walking around your work i suppose i mean if, again if that's the work environment that you have then uh, i'd prefer if it wasn't all right well there you go uh plus you can find uh well actually let's do this instead uh again patreon.com slash editors no comics rate review and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform uh, we'd love your feedback please provide such to us only positive yes uh, zach has no room for negativity in his life I'm just thin-skinned. Yeah, it's not true at all. <laughs> not true at all. You just throw back barbs twice as hard, twice as fast. And dull ones, though, that hurt more. You like stabbing people with butter knives. Not sharp knives, butter knives. What am I forgetting? Oh, yes. Uh, editors note comics at gmail.com if you want your questions read on the show. You're on That's, Twitter. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at Junior Rich, and you're on Twitter at Editors Note Comics. Yeah, we're there. Uh, next week. We did it. Yep. Next week is going to be The Sandman. That wrestler who drank beer and smashed cans off of his head from the 90s and early 2000s? I don't know what you're talking about. So The yes. character Michael Dorn played in the Santa Claus franchises? Turn this off. Okay. We'll be back.